Welcome back to the Life in the Desert podcast. This is Kelly, your host. This is the 21st episode, and I am excited to introduce my guest this week. Gabe Seneceros is originally from Yuma, Arizona, and now resides in one of my favorite Arizona cities, Tucson. He's extremely passionate about his family, food, and music. Listen to hear about his journey in the food industry and how not even the pandemic could stop him from moving forward and pursuing his dreams. So I'm thrilled to have Gabe on this week to share all about what he has going on. And he um, is a jack of all trades. So um, Gabe, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, um, so we can learn a little bit more about you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm living in Arizona, in Tucson, Arizona now. I've been here, I think going on, I'm going on my 10th year, but I'm originally from Yuma, Arizona. I was in Yuma 25 years, you know, I, 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 I miss it dearly and a lot of my friends, but Tucson has definitely opened up its, its arms to me since moving here. So, you know, and I, and I love it. It just, it reminds me of home and it, it, it I found that it has the opportunities that I was looking for in my life, right? So as a creative person, like Tucson really allowed that side of me to express itself and make a living off of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to the opportunities I've had here and I, I love living here and overall. That's great. Tucson really, I feel like is such an artistic place. The food's fabulous. And 100%. Yeah, it's such a destination 100%. for a lot of people um, to go visit, if not, if they can't live there. <laughs> right, so, definitely, definitely. And you and you nipped, and you nipped it in the bud. Like, the, the artists here are amazing, and the food is fantastic. And, you know, the, the weather, too. You know, we get, we get monsoon season, and it's not as hot. Yes, I was used to in Yuma, you know. No, totally. I know you're you're lucky. You um have more seasons in Tucson than we do in Yuma. (laughs) Um, so um, like I mentioned, you um are definitely versatile, and I'd love to hear more about your music background. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, like you say, versatile. I, 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 in my opinion, it's the complete opposite, right? Because I, I, I don't veer off too far from, you know, I, I, I keep to my life very simple, right? And this is what allows me to keep up. If, um, so I don't veer too far off. So when people, you know, ask me how I'm achieving, I guess, you know, I, I don't veer too far from business or my family and music. And this really allows me to keep sane and focused. So, you know, I don't, I don't golf. I don't, you know, ride a motorcycle because as you know, life gets really busy and we add too many things to our life. And, you know, you, you don't really allow time for the things you actually want to accomplish. So I, I don't consider myself versatile, right? So I, I just keep to like those three main things that actually like make my life pleasant for myself, like super happy. But back, not to veer too far off, but back to your question, like I just, you know, I, I, I I used to play sports back in junior high and in and into the first part of high school. And my freshman year, I took guitar 101 or like a beginning guitar class. And after I struck that note, that first note, I was done for it. 
like my life changed forever, you know, and and I've been doing it ever since. Um, I my mom is definitely a musical too, you know, so I, I give her a lot of credit. She used to play piano for for her church, and it it always like it. it it was always like fascinating to me how one person could change like the vibe in a room, right, with music. And so I think the seed was kind of planted whether I knew it or not. And that freshman year guitar class really like just took it overboard, right? So I've been playing music ever since. That is so neat. And I love that, um, you know, it was a class that you took in high school and that really sparked um you know music for you that is really cool so now um you have a band and can you tell us about that yes yeah low street lights low street lights for sure call yourself low street light curb players it's, it's definitely my outlet for for music i play with three amazing guys and and we play reggae rock funk soul we kind of mix it all up together um and I started the band back in 2014, and and it's just been an amazing ride, right? Like it's just my musical outlet, and and unfortunately, right now, you know, music ain't what it was, but I, I totally see it coming back for sure. But you know, uh, I I miss it, but I kind of go with the flow. Well, no, it sounds like you have a great attitude about it, but I feel like, you know, things are starting to open up. People are dying for some live music, um, <laughs> I feel, and, you know, well, can't wait 100%. to get back out there yeah. and listen. I personally see, like, the shows coming back, yeah. Like, yeah, people, I think, really miss that more than, like, anything, you know, is that live music and all those things that we were taking for granted right. that, you know, we haven't had for a while. Oh my God. Um, yeah. 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 Definitely. Like, and, and I see on my end, I see on my end, like, you know, shows slowly, slowly starting to pop up again. So that gives, that gives me great joy. Right. It, it seems like, like everything's heading in a, in a positive direction and not vice versa. I totally agree with you. So you had mentioned how you have your music you have your family, but you also have a restaurant. And I am really excited for you to tell us about how your restaurant got started. And so if you can let us know how it all got started, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So simultaneously, this in 2014, I started a food truck and, and it was a blacktop grill. So it, it was just a tiny it, little crappy hot dog cart right like excuse my <laughs> excuse my language but it, it <laughs> um i mean it's what it was right like I, I just knew for a very long time that i wanted to own i wanted to have my own business right and and moving to tucson i i i had no idea where to start uh, all i knew is you know i had a little creativity and 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 i and I'm going to rewind a little bit, right? Because this takes me back to Yuma, but I, it all kind of intertwines. But I, I used to go have gigs in different places, right? Throughout, you know, the, the suburbs and different towns. But th this night in particularly, I, I had a gig in Somerton. So you know where Somerton's at. 
and yes there was a there was a small hot dog cart right and it, it, yeah there was a small hot dog cart and and I'll, I'll call them sonoran hot dogs for conversation's sake but this guy was selling these hot dogs for three dollars a piece and they were amazing like they, i don't know what he did to them right but i would just go there like every time i was in that part of the neighborhood and 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 order like three of them and so one conversation night, I was having a conversation with the guy. I was like, man, how many of these do you sell a weekend? And he, his reply was 700. So if you multiply wow. 700 times three, <laughs> that's a pretty hefty, like, right, right. And, and, and so that really, like, I still give the guy credit, right? Because that really lit the light bulb. To, I was like, man, like, what am I doing working for somebody else, right? So... I, I, I wish I knew his name and I wish I remember the, the, the name of the cart, but that really lit that light bulb, right? To do what I, I'm doing now. And so fast forward 2014 uh, is when I bought the little crappy hot dog cart and, and just made a promise to myself to like see it out. Let's see how far it could take me and see, you know, uh, push through the hard times because I knew, I mean, everybody has hard times, right? Nobody's exempt. So, and now we find ourselves six years later in a, in a brick and mortar. So it's been a, it's been a great ride. That's amazing. And so did you have a cooking background or you just got creative in your own kitchen and tested out your recipes that way? Um, a little bit, of, a little bit of both, right? I, I don't call myself a cook. I, lo- I love to grill my, my wife, they always ask her too, right? Oh, does he do cooking at home? Nah, she's like, nah, you don't, you don't cook at home. So she kind of makes fun of me in that sense. And, and she's right. You know, I mean, for me, it was just in a grill. I, I love to grill, right? Like carne asada and steaks and, you know, whatever involves grilling, you know, outside. So I, I don't sit there and make like mountain sauces and stuff like that. But uh, um, my background, yeah, majority of a 20 years restaurant experience and I was never actually a cook. I was, I was front of the house, right? Like bartending and serving, but I give credit to those years in the restaurants that, that really opened my eyes to food, if you will. And, and, and also give credit to my creativity, you know, it's just, just sitting down. We, we counted out that our first year serving hot dogs, we tried about 150 combinations. Everything from like a wow. peanut butter and jelly hot dog that doesn't work. Let me tell you, don't try it at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so whatever hot dogs we do have are the ones that, yeah, whatever hot dogs we do have are the ones that made the cut. So it, it really, we poured our heart and soul into it and, and really let the people speak for them too, because we kind of listened to what the people were liking and and now our menu consists of like our more most popular items right so and and so we started with uh hot dogs and now we veered into sandwiches and loaded fries and and some of our more popular items right now are our keto tacos you could get steak chicken bacon uh green chilies and and if you heard keto before, well, our, our shells are made of fried cheese, which makes it, you know, a low carb oh. option, but filling. So the shells, so we've definitely come a long way from a hot dog. Although that that's still our main part of our main menu for sure. 
Wow. Well, that's so you guys are so creative, but that is so neat. Um, and yeah, the pictures of your food look amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for my next visit to Tucson. So I'll have to come by and check it all out. Yeah, yeah, please do. Please do. We got three beautiful patios. You know, right now we're serving uh, local craft beers and we're looking into local wines. Um, we're trying to keep a, the beers and everything local. It's kind of how we got our reputation started, right? So when when Blacktop first started, we were part, without knowing it, right, we were part of a, a like a boom here in Tucson. There was a lot of changes happening in the downtown area. There was a lot of breweries popping up. And without knowing, we kind of started around that same, I, I like to call it a boom because it was almost like overwhelming, right? How many breweries were popping up and, and food trucks as well. So we figured out that we could have a schedule through, you know, throughout the week. And, and next thing you know, I'm, you know, dropping the job I had at the time and, and, and just veering off on my own just because, you know, there was constant business to be had and, and where I kind of built my reputation on the streets. Now, was that a hard decision for you? Um, like, did it take a long time for you to decide that you were going to leave your other job and just go for it? Um, it, so it, perspective, when it actually happened, it took about two years from the day I started. Right. So, it, and yeah, it's always like nerve wracking when you when you do anything uncomfortable. Right. Um. But it, it also happened like organically, right? So I started noticing that my job at the time, which I was serving at the Cheesecake Factory, it was my first job here in Tucson. And I kind of hung out there for five years while I, while I got this venture started. But it, it, I started noticing that the Cheesecake Factory started getting in the way of the food truck, right? And not vice versa. And when I actually like glance at how much I was actually working and, and making, like it, it just, it, it made sense. And, and, and I guess it kind of happened organically. So yeah, I was nervous when I, when I walked away, I still remember the day 2016, it was December, 2016. I'll, I'll never forget that. I was like, wow, I'm like walking away from the man. Right. And doing my own thing. So yeah, I was nervous, but, you know, any anything you do, you know, you're going to when you're nervous is when you should probably be moving. And people like I think are the opposite. When they get nervous, they're like, oh, no, they start overthinking it. Right. And but when you're nervous, that, that that's a good sign that something great's going to happen. Right. So you should be moving towards those towards that fear and not away from it. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that is great advice. Getting out of your comfort zone is good. And, you know, you can be amazed at what you can prove to yourself and accomplish. 100%. 100%. And, and again, I'll, I'll repeat that, right? Because people feel that fear and, and, and they let that fear halt them, right? And I was like that for many years. I, I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm fearless. No, that, that really hindered me from moving forward, you know, my early years. And I think if I would have just moved forward in any of the ideas, 
like I, I feel like it would have been a little more different early on in life, right? Everything happens when it's supposed to, but you know, I I had that same fear, like starting a, a small food truck, right? And and I tell this to everybody, right? I there's a little perspective for you, Kelly. I was just as scared starting a small and tiny hot dog cart as I was signing a lease for a brick and mortar. It was the same fear. And I imagine that the same fear is going to be around when I'm, I don't know, signing for the next restaurant, right? So a, a little perspective I like to give everybody. No, that's great because I think, you know, that's so good for all of us to hear though. And, and, you know, it's good to be scared and, you know, just see what happens. And I totally agree with you, you know, what's meant to be will be, and you are definitely doing fabulous things. So congratulations to you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So with this past year of COVID, how has that impacted your restaurant? Um, well, originally we were supposed to sign for, we're, we're fairly new. So the restaurant's only been open four months now. We opened in November. Uh, on our first day was November 15th and originally we were signing the lease back in April April you were we were just hearing about COVID it wasn't like you know you'd hear different things about it right but it wasn't a big thing yet and May when May came around Oh my God, it just like blew up, right? It was it was just wow. Okay, this is real. This is serious. And so we held off from signing the lease. So in between that time, we were still a food truck. Uh, and everything changed, right? Everything like so my normal schedule like changed because everybody was having to adjust to COVID. Um the one I th- I feel like I've always been resourceful. And so, yeah, I was scared, just like anybody else, right? But I, I, I just sat back and watched and adjusted as I went. And, and it kind of goes back to the fear thing. Like, I just didn't let it hinder moving forward. And here's a funny story. So a, a couple of years prior, I had signed up for Uber on the food truck. And for the food truck, excuse me. And I go, man, I could serve from my front yard. Like just, you know, with Uber on the food truck, just open up and and I did that for like a week or so. And I was I, I was like, man, the neighbors, the neighbors might frown upon it. So, you know, I stopped. So fast forward, you know, to COVID, you know, and I was like, I already had that under my belt. So Boom, right away, I just opened up from the front yard. I jumped on some more platforms. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm serving from my front yard during quarantine, right? And, and it really allowed me to like get a bigger view of, of, of you know, the pandemic and, and, and all. And I think, I think media 
tend to instill fear in us, right? They, they tell you about restaurants closing and people dying. But after doing a, like some due diligence, you know, uh, I asked some of the neighboring restaurants how they were doing and, and they were killing it, man. So, you know, like the media will never tell you the restaurants that are flourishing, they're just gonna tell you of all these people closing down. And my accountant now, right? He, he manages three restaurants under him. And he told me the same thing. He's like, man, the, the restaurants are busier than ever. You know, everybody just kind of changed to takeout, right? So that really gave me the confidence to move forward. So, you know, April, it, it delayed our signing of the lease, but by July we were signing and, and moving forward. That's amazing. I mean, really, that is so neat that you had that experience and that I'm sure more people then found out about you through, you know, being able to do the get food through the Uber Eats and everything. And incredible that you guys have flourished through all of this. Yeah, definitely. And and I, I thought we were doing great from opening, right? And now that the vaccines are out, and people are getting more comfortable, like coming out. Like I was like, oh my god, that was just like a small tip of the iceberg, if you will. So now we're really starting to feel the abundance, you know what I mean, of everybody coming out to eat and and, and just really feeling comfortable. And, and you know, the restaurants have been doing great. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That is wonderful, and I'm so happy that you know, people are supporting restaurants. I know that's something that's really important to me is always supporting local restaurants. You know, I always want them to thrive and do so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and, and that thing goes for us, right? So I, I, I give a lot of thanks to, you know, again, a lot of these breweries really took us in and gave us this oper- a platform to serve our food, right? And for that same reason, we're, we're just moving around town and keeping local beers because in Tucson alone, the breweries are amazing. There's some fantastic breweries. There's some fantastic beers that they produce. And we noticed that, you know, since they gave us a stage, then we want to be that stage for them too. And we don't got a beer off from Tucson. No, no offense to any other brewery. And, you know, there's amazing breweries everywhere, right? But the we've only since opening we've only been through a small fraction of them so we still got a whole list of breweries that we we want to you know give a platform to in our own restaurant so it kind of goes all you know comes back around for everybody that is awesome that is so cool and so do you even though like your restaurant is very recent opening um, do you have any long-term or future goals for Blacktop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, man. It, it, it actually, ma- it, it makes me nervous and excited to think about the future, you know, and, and I, I definitely got some projects in mind, but I think right now it, it is, it was, I worked so hard to get to this point, right? And I feel like I want to enjoy it for what it is. Like I got here, I'm like, wow, you know, I, I'm still amazed that I walk into the restaurant and I'm like, 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 holy crap, this is mine, right? So 
And I, re I just really like want to enjoy that feeling and, and just really stop and be grateful to how far we've come, right? Without thinking about the next project. Though they're, they're gonna come, I, but I think, I, I'm not sure if it's a bad habit of people, but I think we work our hardest to get like a certain goal and without enjoying where we have gotten, we're already thinking about the next thing, right? And I, I think I wanted to change that for myself a little bit and just really enjoy how far I've gotten to this point, really enjoy the space we're in because I love it. I love it there. Like I love walking in there and it to me, it's very inviting. And I know the blood, sweat and tears I put into it. And I, I really want it to be that for people, right? When they walk in customers and, and whoever's been, you know, supporting us throughout the years, but personally too, again, like just enjoy how far I've come and, and, and enjoy the goal being reached and, and later on, like, you can start thinking about the next projects. That is awesome. Well, I am really excited for you guys. And I can't wait to check out your restaurant. And I would love to ask you some rapid fire questions. Um, and you'll just respond with the first answer that comes to mind. Are you up for it? Bring it. All right, here we go. What's your favorite day of the week? Monday. Okay, what's the last song you listened to? My own. I've been writing some songs oh. lately. So the last song I listened to, I, I, I played this morning. What's your favorite city? Man, that one's tough. Because every city I visited, it has its own beauty. So... I don't have an answer for that one. I've been to a lot of cities, man, and I've just enjoyed them all in their own way. That's so great. Um, what is a venue where you'd really like to perform? Oh, my God. Red Rocks. I believe in, in Colorado. Oh. The Red Rocks Amphitheater. Yes. That is on my list to visit. <laughs> great. And, and, and so coming soon. Coming soon. At least go and at least go and watch a show, right? Nice. <laughs> All right. What simple change could you make in your life that would have the biggest positive impact? Less drinking. For the last question, what is something that many people take seriously but shouldn't? Man, that's a good one. Uh, saying yes too often, feeling like they need to be everywhere. Mm -hmm make life easier for them and myself. No, that's definitely advice we could all benefit from and <laughs> putting it that into use. Well, Gabe, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the Life in the Desert podcast. You were fabulous. You have so much to share and everyone needs to make it to Tucson to check out uh, Blacktop Grill. And then you can also follow along Low Street like curb players. So when they are playing again live, you'll be able to catch a show. Definitely. And I look forward to having people out in, in, in both areas, for sure. Music and food. It's my life. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
and defined links to everything we talked about today, including information about our guest, please visit www.lifeinthedesert.net forward slash podcast. I'll be back next week with another great guest.